Picture this, two guys trapped in the South Charleston Public Library. One guy loves movies, the other, well, he'd rather be watching reality TV. Can they survive each other's films? Find out on Real Opposites, a library podcast about movies. Hosted by Josh and Aaron from the South Charleston Public Library. Hey guys, welcome back to The Real Opposites. I'm Aaron. And I'm Josh. And this week we're going to be talking about the movies we chose last week for each other. I chose Selena for Josh. And I chose Pulp Fiction for Aaron. So I guess we'll start with Selena. You sure. want to tell us what, or... Yeah, let me let me hear what you thought of it. Like, oh, what, well, why, I know it's like one of your favorite movies, and you're a huge Selena fan. Yeah. So what do you think about the movie and how it represents her and her story and what do you think about um i think i think it does a great job of it i know the family had a little bit of input here and there with it Mm -hmm. um i am a big selena fan that's why it's one of my favorite movies but i also think it just is a good movie um it has a good story it has the love interest part that most people like (laughs) not me (laughs) but it has it has everything that makes a good movie as well yeah but I just think the casting was great in this movie. Uh, they really were able to bring to light what it was to be around her and to, I think they portrayed her really well. Yeah, I agree. I I really enjoyed the movie. I'd seen it a long time ago, but probably when it came out, but I haven't seen it since. As far as musical, like biopics, it doesn't really, it doesn't reinvent the wheel, but it does, it does it very well. Like right. she's going through her childhood and her upbringing. And then a lot of it's kind of a, a road movie mixed with, you know, kind of a romance at the at the heart of the movie. Right. Which you hate, but you nevertheless keep picking <laughs> movies with Well, I mean, romances. but this one's different. It's okay. So this is different. This isn't a romance movie. <laughs> uh, it just happens that the woman they're talking about fell in love at some point in her life. Well, it takes up like half the movie. But because it was a big <laughs> deal of her life. Um, because it was like, <laughs> but it's still all right. Anyway, she, she was not supposed to date I, band members and things yeah. like that. I, and I think it's a really sweet romance. Like it, I buy yeah. it. And they're and both of them have great chemistry together. I'm right. I'm, yeah, I thought he was great. And Jennifer Lopez is terrific. This is like kind of her first big breakout dramatic role. Yeah. Now and, she had been in other movies. Actually, yeah. There was one I don't remember. She was in Money the, Train the year before. <laughs> that might be the one that actually a lot of this cast is in. There was a movie prior to this that almost most of this cast was also in. Oh, okay. Um, I had huh. seen something about that, but I don't remember what it was. Yeah. But that was another thing. Like, she was a perfect oh, yeah. pick in my eyes. There were um, a lot of people that were mad about it because she was a Latina woman from New York. Okay. Instead of, I guess they wanted somebody actually from Mexico to play it. Oh, at well, one point or something like that. But I think she ended up being the perfect the perfect yeah, selection. The, I mean, honestly, like, it might have been... I mean, this is before she was, like, really, like, a huge superstar. Right. But th- I think without her, the movie probably wouldn't have gotten made. Like, to a certain degree, I mean... She did become the highest paid Latina woman at this movie as a lead. Yeah. Um, it was, like, a million dollars. Yeah, it was, a, it was a kind of a breakthrough movie. Yeah. Um, just like Selena was in the music industry. Completely. And um, yeah, she's terrific. And I'm assuming she does all the singing. So she it, doesn't. She does. That I, is some good lip syncing. Yes. I also <laughs> thought she did a lot of the singing because I have heard Jennifer Lopez sing it since yeah. then. That's why I think she was perfect. Also, they kind of 
did a really good job of making her look like her. And yeah, I mean, yeah. it was all just the great. costumes and everything. Yeah. yeah, but the singing, Jennifer Lopez thought she was going to do her her own vocals, but they thought since it was being released so soon after yeah. the death, that fans would be upset that somebody else was already singing her music. Yeah, that's understandable. So the only part she does sing is that. That one concert scene where they end up crushing the stage. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And she does. She comes okay, back I out could... and she does Coma La Flor to yeah. calm him down. That one I could that definitely opening, tell that was. She doesn't sing the whole thing. Really? She just it's that opening where oh, okay. she does like the slow Coma La Flor. Oh, okay. Because so that wasn't that a, was like, probably wasn't a recorded thing right. from so like, that part was that, not. That also, I mean, the move. Man, this thing came out like so soon mm-hmm. after she was murdered. Yeah. Like, just the next year, which is. Pretty, I mean, I'm guessing it was maybe already in the works. I don't the know. The movie? Um, yeah, I don't know. Because, I, mean, mo- I mean, usually it takes time for, like, script and, you know, development yeah. and getting deals together. I think if I remember, she, she was murdered towards the end of 95? I think so. And, and the movie's out, like, about a year later or, or yeah. less. Yeah, it's so not I, long. I, I, would, I would guess it was already in development at some point. Yeah, I've never heard anything. Because it does kind of feel like... Well, the, no, because... To prepare for the movie, Jennifer Lopez lived with Selena's family. Okay. So I wouldn't think it know. was already in. I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I just Maybe know it just takes time it. for like a script and everything to get right. to, together. But man, that's really, past. that's really, it's impressive they did that so right. soon, you know. So, I mean, but it does kind of, I mean, the only, another thing that makes me think that is like the, I forget her name, the fan, the fan club lady that was stealing money from her. That oh, Yolanda. Her, Yolanda. Well, that's the real lady's name, yeah. Yeah, that, it does kind of feel almost like the script was going a certain way. Mm-hmm. And then some of that kind of feels tacked on. Not like, but okay. it kind of feels like kind of late in development because like, she had been murdered. Right. So that's what makes me think it was kind of, like they were already kind of- I've never thought like, about it. But, I mean, it, I mean, it's, it, it, it works fine. It's just yeah. kind of, it's sudden, just like, you know, the real- it, the real tragedy well, really was. I that's mean, it was what just, I was going to say. I, I think it could have also just been on purpose because yeah. it it's like a gut punch. Yeah. Um, just like it was. And they do a great job of doing that because she's doing that Dreaming of You, I think, yeah, is yeah. the song that she's doing at the end. And then they cut to like news reports about it happening and the shooting happening. And yeah, then after yeah. that, you go into like them being at the hospital and fans lining up in the street, which actually did happen. So oh, yeah, like yeah. fans just flocked to the street. But yeah, that was Yolanda Saldivar and she is still in jail. She has no possibility of parole until March of 2025 at the earliest. So Good. hopefully they don't let her out. The, the movie is really great. And I, I like the cast is really terrific. Mm-hmm. I especially I like Edward James almost has her father who I mean he's like he's I mean he's a terrific actor anyway I don't know if right. you've ever seen Stand and Deliver yes I have it was like I think that was required in high school I don't know how many times I watched that in high school yeah I don't know if I watched it in high school or did you online. just say you've seen a movie you're right <laughs> what we mentioned a movie that you've seen it's a good movie it is yeah, yeah. I mean I haven't seen it since high school but I remember liking it I haven't seen and, it forever either um, but I really like him he's he's always a, he's always dependable and a very good actor mm-hmm. and he, you know, is that her dad was very strict and, and you know, probably kind of worked him. Yeah, a little worked hard. Him, worked him hard. Maybe harder than normal. As maybe more than he should. Right. For, especially when they're really young, you know. Definitely but, like a, what do you call those, like stage moms? Yeah, yeah. Like a stage dad. And, but I really love the scene, like where, you know, she's wanting to get married mm-hmm. and he, he loses it. Just as totally against it and everything, 
Yeah. And then they kind of, you know. They run off. Well, yeah, but the, I think it's like after she gets married, she just runs off and gets married anyway, mm-hmm. right? Okay. That's what I remember. Okay. And then she has a scene with her dad again, and it's it was a very sweet, tender scene, and they both played it really well. And yeah. It's like, you know, because that character could have easily come off as just a caricature, but they really, Edward James almost and the writers really gave him some depth. And right. like, he's not just a, a stage dad. He's, right, he's also exactly. a dad and he loves her, and he's, but he's just really protective. And, and I think that's what I was saying about this movie. It just is a movie that it really just shows all sides of everybody. Yeah, yeah. Sure, they, they had rough times and also coming up money yeah, wise. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, the dad was very strict with them and things like that. But you did get to see the other side of him. Um, same with like the mom and the brothers and the sisters. Uh, the whole family unit was really, really well cast and they all Right. They felt like a family. It felt real. It felt authentic. Yeah. You know, it wasn't disingenuous or anything. Yeah. Um yeah, I think I mean I think that's important which we've talked about before but a cast is so important. Yeah. And with this movie it it really shows I think um cuz it does give you just that you know she was loved by so many people and I think they really captured her in a light that shows you why and yeah. you really do see it's almost like looking into the life of that person at that time. Yeah, I mean, she was everywhere. Yeah. Like, in that, like, 93, 94, 95. Yeah, and she was... Like, she was, like, Latina, like, Madonna or Elvis or, like, she was huge. Right. She was just... Oh, yeah. And she really crossed over. And she was about to make, like, a huge crossover album. So She was, was going to make an English language album, or she had made one. I forget. I think she was going to make... A, yeah, I... I know they, they talked, I remember in the movie they, they're talking about making an English language album. Yeah, it's going to be a, I think it was going to be a full English album. Yeah. And that's what was going to be the crossover. And then she was murdered before that happened? Or mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, what, that okay. didn't happen. Glad she did have a new it, right? CD come out this, like, this month. Actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they did a, a release of some unreleased music. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it just came out, I think, last week or the week before. Yeah, I, just, I don't know. I love this movie. It's just a good movie that... I don't know. It just has so much to it. It does. It's a very well-made movie. I don't know. There's some movies like that where it just kind of falls into place. And, you know, it doesn't... Some Not every movie has to be groundbreaking or, right. you know, innovative. It just has to be solid, well-told, well-acted, and genuine. Yeah. And I really do feel like there's a lot of genuine affection for Selena yes. in the movie. Like... From everyone involved. Yeah, I think so. And I think the other cool thing is, like you said, it may not be something groundbreaking yeah. or original in a way, but they it, they put so much little things into it. Yeah. Like the the people that tried to pull the bus out and their bumper oh, yeah, comes yeah. off. And yeah, that was funny. I, I do anything for <laughs> Selena's. Like, that's that's great. Or yeah. <laughs> when she starts wearing the Boussier for the first time. Oh, yeah. Which was a big deal. Back then, um, Madonna was doing it. Yeah. And I think... Like maybe Cher had done it a couple times. Yeah, yeah. They, but it was a big deal for someone like her to start doing it all the time. Yeah. And her dad, of course, freaked out not, about that. Yeah. <laughs> she, it's a brawl. <laughs> well, she also mentions like in the movie that like Paul Abdul was oh, doing yeah. it. Also, that, she was that was a the big, other person. She was wasn't that wasn't uh, Jennifer Lopez a dancer for Paul Abdul or something? I don't remember. Okay. I know there there's, there's some link. sort of a J Lo yes. Paul Abdul. There is a link there. Somewhere. Connection. Well, Paula, Paula Abdul did a lot of choreographing because she yeah. choreographed for Janet. Uh, funny story. Uh, the movie The Running Man, 
mm-hmm. with Arnold. It's based mm-hmm. on the Stephen King book. Um, it's nothing like the book, but it's a fun movie. And uh, I've seen it. I don't remember it. <laughs> um, she does all. She did the choreography for all the like dancers in the show. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can kind of tell because there's a lot of Paula there's, moves. There's a lot of Paula moves. <laughs> there's a lot of like Ben, like you know, right? Violent f- hair, hair flips yeah. and flexing and stuff. But um, I, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's just they did a good job, and there's plenty of funny moments. There's plenty of yeah. serious moments. There's, I mean. You know, it was her life. So I feel they... like it, it encapsulates her very well. Yeah. Like a good, um, like a musical biopic movie is kind of like a good sports movie. Mm-hmm. Like as long as it's it's well made, like it's a, it's a dependable genre that you don't really have to stray too far from like conventions. Right. Um, to make just a, a solid movie. And I feel like that, that it kind of applies to like this genre, like, you know, this or like Walk the Line or right. Ray. They're just solid movies, and you know you kind of know what's going to happen at some point. You know, especially Ooh, yeah. if it's something, if somebody like Johnny Cash or Selena, or yeah, or the new Elvis movie. Um, speaking of like um, musical biopics, um, like I know it's ha- and it kind of hits all the all the big points. I really enjoyed it. I was surprised how much I enjoyed it. Really, I haven't <laughs> the, seen the new that. Elvis one. He does a terrific. I mean, it's a lot like Selena. He does a terrific job. They really kind of hit most of the big points and kind of capture, I think, who he was to a certain degree. Right. Um, that's what I mean. It's just like it's a. It's if as long as you kind of do it well, do it well, it it'll work. And yeah, you know, it doesn't have to be groundbreaking. But no, no. But like this movie, like you were saying, it it's almost like they, they come across as a family unit. They come. Yeah. You really feel for them and the characters and you really get involved in the story. Mm-hmm. So it's, it just has to be done really well. Yeah, but I and think, it's like, it's an easy movie to watch. Oh yeah. Like, um, it just kind of, it moves well and it's, it's just entertaining and it's heartwarming. Like their romance right. is really heartwarming and the relationship between her and her dad and yeah. Um the scene the scene when they get married and they're after they're yeah. married and they're driving down the Porsche, you see like their love for each other, but then you see she's so scared of her dad because on the radio, yeah, on the radio they're already, they've announcing already announced her yeah. marriage. And she's like, I haven't even told my dad. <laughs> Which another fun fact, that Porsche it was it I don't know if it was her Porsche used in the movie, but she did have one exactly like it at least. Oh, yeah. Um and it's in the Selena Museum down in Texas. Oh, it's I didn't one know of the she things, had a museum. Yeah, it's really cool. Have you been? No, I wish. Come on, man. I'm going to have to go. Waiting. They have. I'm sure, they have like a lot of her costumes. And a stuff. lot of her costumes, a lot of her bustiers. They have the Grammy. Oh, okay. Dress. Okay. Which is like a big deal because she won a Grammy. Yeah. So the dress she wore to that. They have a lot of cool stuff, but I thought it was cool that they have the car. Yeah, that's really cool. Just because it, I mean, it ties back to the movie as well because yeah. it's an iconic scene for yeah. that movie. I enjoyed um, the opening of this movie. I thought was really like a neat way to like they open with the concert the start their fan. Well, yes, but then the cut back to like her dad's band way back in like the 50s. oh yeah oh yeah, was yeah. really cool. That it, was, well, I and that, that also really cool, like so, or nineteen sixty one like mm-hmm. that. Well, like, and thing. that that also gave you story behind why he pushed so hard. Like he knew how hard it was to be yeah because for him being um a, like a Spanish singer and trying to. To go to all these American places and perform, it was a big, hard thing to do. Yeah. So I think it really gives you a backstory on why he was so hard to. Yeah. And that opening concert, they come back to that at the end. Is that the last concert she 
Mm-hmm. In that purple. Yeah, in the purple dress. Yeah, I'm pretty the sure the purple jump, jumps. Jumper, jumper, well, yeah. it's on jumpsuit. the day that she shot. Is yeah, the the concert, I'm so. I'm pretty sure um, that was the last concert, which her sister didn't get to play drums at, which is kind of a sad note. Aww. That's but a bummer. She had broke her foot or something. Mm. But yeah, I mean that's that's the other thing. The opening I think is really good. Even just the opening to her singing, because it really just shows you who you're learning about. Yeah, and yeah. then it cuts to the back a story, starting with her dad when he was younger, and then them coming up and the struggles they yeah. went through, which was yeah. a lot, and them performing at little like hometown things. And uh, yeah. Selena Elos Selena Elos Dinos was their name before, and then they dropped the Elos Dinos once they started getting big. Yeah, same band. It was the family. Yeah, so. it was just they recognized she was the front. Front man. Right. Front woman. Yep. Yeah, because she didn't even really speak Spanish much at one point. So she had to learn Spanish to sing. Yeah, because they made a point of that because she had only sung American songs. And then she does. I remember that scene where she's telling her dad she doesn't know how to sing in Spanish. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Which, I mean, obviously she ends up doing beautifully. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've always liked Spanish music since I was a kid. I don't know. There's something about the language in itself that I love. Yeah. It's very uh, lyrical. Yeah. And then... Of course, that's where my love of Selena comes from. But it's just a great movie overall. It, it is. It really portrays her, which I think she seems to have been an awesome person. I mean, she was yeah. very kind. I mean, that's what got her killed in the end. Um, y- Yolanda like found her and was like, "Hey, I want to be president of your band club." Yeah. So then she started working with her more, and then she opened Selena opened a boutique. Mm-hmm. And Yolanda managed her boutique, and then it was found out that she was embezzling money from both the fan club and the boutique. Yeah, because her dad's like, uh, he's getting calls or something mm-hmm. from fans that haven't got their whatever, yeah, know, whatever merchandise or whatever. And Yolanda wanted her to come there by herself, and other people told her not to, and she was like, it's fine, it's Yolanda, I'm going to go handle this myself. Mm. And then that's when she was shot. Yolanda claims that it was an accident. I don't know. I was watching. They go to a hotel room. It's like, oh, I accidentally shot someone in my yeah. hotel room. Well, no. she suppose her side of the story is that she was going to shoot herself, and Selena was like, "No, you can't do that." And then she went to shut the door so they could like talk about it more. And she, Yolanda says, she was waving the gun at the door, saying, "You can't, you can't do this. Just go." And the gun went off. <laughs> so I guess I can kind of see that. But. I mean, it could be possible, but I feel like that's not what happened whatsoever. She was caught. I don't know. That's tragic either way. Yeah, either way. I mean, because it's also like, if, if it was an accident and, you know, Yolanda loved her as much as she says she did, then why does she have that's also sad. Yeah. Know? Yeah. What? That she wouldn't have been embezzling money. Well, also true. Yeah. Yeah. You would think. Yeah. It's not like she, I mean, Selena probably would have given her money for whatever she needed it for. Yeah, she seemed very um, generous to yeah. all of her people that worked for her and everything. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a great movie, tragic end. Yeah, just like her life. So you always talk about technical things and shots. I know this okay. isn't like a huge technical movie, but were there any like certain scenes or shots that you thought were done really well? Um, not like in particular, nothing's like coming to mind. It's a very straightforward, um, film 
from yeah. you know from the way it's shot and everything. It's they do use a lot of wides. They don't. I think that's what I noticed. They tend to do a lot of uh, mid shots and wide shots. It's not a mm-hmm. ton of close ups, which I kind of like because it they're shooting it with you know widescreen. Yeah, and so it lets you see the movement of everyone in the frame. I like I like. I like films that are shot that way that really yeah. use the frame. Don't well, I think just... it fits this film really well. It does. And, uh, you know, the concert scenes are really well shot. And I mean, I just, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's a movie that really needs a lot of flash. Right. Um, I think Jennifer has Selena is enough yeah. to carry the movie. It doesn't need to be overly edited or, you know, crazy camera work and stuff. Right. Sometimes that, that works. Like Elvis has a lot of crazy camera work and very big, editing like it's like just oh, okay very kind of wild but that kind of mimics elvis <laughs> yeah that I get, yeah for sure um, it works for that film i don't think like something like that would really is necessary for a sweet latina girl growing up to be a big star you know right. does it really true. fit um so i like that it's just you know it, it's from a time you know like you know this is like 96 so it was shot on 35 millimeter and you know, movies just look better when they were shot on film <laughs> So, I mean, it just has that going for it anyway right. to begin with. I forget who the director of photography is, but I just liked how clean everything looked. Yeah. And it, nothing ca- called attention to itself. It just lets you get kind of sucked into the story. Yeah. So, I thought it did a good job of that. Yeah. I did like, I like the ending when she's singing that song, mm-hmm. uh, Dreaming of You, I think. But she's on stage singing that, and then somebody throws a rose on the stage, and it, it's like... Something happened, but it really didn't. But it, it kind of slows down, and then it goes into, like, the news reports and things like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It kind of mixed that in, as well as when you're seeing the hospital scene and the people flooding the streets to, mm. like, for candlelight type yeah. stuff. They also incorporated some real clips of Selena. Yeah, yeah, I saw end. Yeah, that's And end. I thought that was really cool, not only because yeah. you got to see the real Selena, yeah. but you could also see how well Jennifer Lopez played her during that time. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I do like, like if it is like a biopic and the person's passed away or mm-hmm. whatever, I do like it when they incorporate the real person in some sort. Because there's always going to be a, a little, a title thing about what happened and, right. you know, all this. Um, it's like, I mean, I'm just going back to the Elvis movie because I really liked it. <laughs> but they do a part where he's singing his last performance, Unchained Melody. At just the right part, they cut to the real Elvis singing it. And it's like, uh, when you get that, it, it really, it was really emotional. Yeah. So I like it when they do incorporate the real, real footage of the real person at the end. It, yeah. It just helps kind of bring it all home. Yeah. You know? And I think I think the way they did it also was a very emotional thing because it yeah, was yeah. what they did. I think they did like a weird type split screen where yeah. on both sides was the people loaded like flooding the streets and then the middle <laughs> the middle scene is just the real videos her, her, of her. Yeah. And I thought that that was emotional because yeah, was, you're having those people flood the streets and stuff for that reason. That was well done. It's a good movie. It yeah. was. It's a very good movie. Thank you for recommending it. I enjoyed yeah. it. Good. Look at that. Arguably a Probably the best movie, aside from My Friend Dahmer, that you've recommended. So. Okay. Appreciate it. So you like My Friend Dahmer. You like exactly. Selena. Well, and you, I think you liked Squid in the Well. Yeah, I like Squid so in the Well. Yeah, yeah. Three yeah, movies yeah, out of well. however many we've that. done. Yeah. And I didn't mind Step Up. Step Up was okay. Oh, that's right. That's Step right. It was okay. It looks like I'm getting better. I think you're picks. getting better, yeah. But I have you to throw some mis- in there you that you'll the hate. had the misstep of Coyote Ugly, but. Well, that's a great movie, so. <laughs> 
I think, I think, yeah. I mean, I do like some good movies, <laughs> but <laughs> but to me, they're all good. I mean, Coyote I Ugly to me is a great movie, and that's why I have a feeling you're going to hate Crossroads, but I'm gonna watch it. I really think it's a good movie too. Oh, I'm interested to see why Can't you wait. think it's a good that movie. That would be what our. That's gonna be our year. First episode in January, January first. Yeah, January first. Start year. your year off right. Yeah, that's right with Brittany. <laughs> with us. Oh, us too. Yeah, <laughs> definitely with us. She won't be here. I mean, unless. I mean, <laughs> unless you're how listening. Much, <laughs> we'll see if it, we'll see if Brittany has a cameo. <laughs> we'll cameo. She has a cameo. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> it would be great. We'll just have we, her do our intro. She'll be like. Are you looking up? She has cameo. There are several Britney Spears impersonators on cameo, but no. oh, there's there's a good one off TikTok, but I mean, I wouldn't no, we need to the, have a cameo from a fake. We one. want the real deal. But there is a really good impersonator. Should just explain that you're the biggest Britney fan, and <laughs> I just no, I want her to do something simple like our intro. Or oh my god, that's asking like, a lot. <laughs> how cool would it be for her to introduce that episode, though? <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but we're a library podcast in West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, the people that listen to us is our staff. <laughs> hey, now, no, more than that. Oh, and their families. <laughs> Potentially, that that could be accurate, but we we have more than that. Actually, we have at least one person in France who has listened to our podcast. Well, that's well, that's cool. interesting. I don't know how that happened. I don't know anybody in but, France. Uh, I don't either. I don't either. Nice. We'll catch on. Yes. <laughs> No, I can't find a way to contact Britney Spears and ask her to. <laughs> oh, I'll figure it out. It's fine. Podcast. Okay, no. We got a couple months. We that can, would we be amazing, but it. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I think she's probably a little busy. Probably a little busy. Did she just do an album or something? Did she just did a song with Elton John? Which, by oh, the way, okay. put her in. There's like ten artists that have had a top ten Billboard hit in four decades, four different decades, and she just hit that. So, cool. She's talented. She is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> listen. I, now, listen, you can hate Crossroads, wow. but generalized Brittany hate, I don't know if we're, if I don't we're think allowing it's allowed. on this podcast. Yeah. I don't think it's allowed. She's, she, now, is she a I pop star? I, yes. I don't but know about her. I don't know anything about her. So. Things that well, are. Good news. You're going to learn a lot. Like, I'm going to learn good. so much. Learn it's going to be a very Brittany. educational episode. All right. So I guess, I mean, I guess we should probably talk about your movie some. Yeah. So Pulp Fiction, huh? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll say why I like it so much. Yeah, give us a little rundown. Um, So Tarantino had started writing scripts in the early 90s, and he wrote True True Romance and Natural World Killers were two big ones. So he had, like, several, like, ideas for scripts and, like, short passages. Mm -hmm. Uh, and they never really were completed into full-fledged scripts. And he he uh, he got he sold True Romance, sold Natural Born Killers, and then he made Reservoir Dogs. And that was killer. You own Reservoir Dogs, but have not seen it. It's a very good movie. <laughs> and true. he was a real hot commodity there for a minute. And True Romance was eventually made into a film by uh, Tony Scott, which is a terrific film. Natural Born Killers was made, of course, by Oliver Stone, who changed a lot of the movie and that came out same year Pulp Fiction so what he did was he took a lot of those ideas for scripts or you know 10 or 15 20 pages in a way he kind of cobbled them all together into this into Pulp Fiction so that's why there's so many different stories and they kind of intersect and it's hard to think about like but Pulp Fiction when it came out was there was nothing like it 
It was totally unique. It had a, just a vibe all its own. You hadn't heard dialogue like that in a movie. Right. And like just the frankness of it and like how everyone's just cool. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> I mean, they're terrible. Like they're, you know, they're gangsters, they're drug dealers, right. they're, you know, but the movie just oozes cool all over the place. <laughs> It's just such a fun movie, and it's so wild. And I remember uh, me and my dad wanted to rent it. And I, don't, I don't even know if it ever came to the theaters here. And so we went to rent it, and about 20 minutes in, he's like, nope, we got to turn this off because <laughs> of, of the language. Yeah, I think they say was, the F-bomb, I think I saw 278 times. It's pretty high. I don't, it's mm-hmm. either that or Scarface was the number one as far okay. as like F-bombs. Um, which it might have been eclipsed at this point. I don't know. Even though I'd seen like Exorcist and Taxi Driver and all this at this point, it was like, <laughs> he's like, no. So eventually I sneak around and I just buy it at F- yeah. at like uh, Record Town or Saturday Matinee in the mall. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> finally I just watched the whole thing and I was just like, oh, I, lo- I, just, I just love the movie to death. It was right. just, uh, it was just like nothing I'd ever seen. And it really kind of opened my eyes to, you know, because at that point I'd seen a lot of movies, but it was still largely just, very mainstream movies and there's he has so many influences that it really you know even if you don't get the influences or the references you you will eventually because it's like pulp fiction is like a gateway drug to just cinema you know there's a lot there's a lot going on and um so quotable i just love the cast i love travolta and sam jackson and uma and i really love like this is just me just gonna go on for about (laughs) an hour about how much i love pulp fiction but so i like watching it again Mm-hmm. I mean, I probably watch it every year or two, and I watched it a couple months ago. One of the things I like that if you go down more, more into his filmography is his early stuff tends to get categorized as like very kind of hard, and it's about gangsters and right. thieves and everything. And then kind of later, as he matures, he kind of softens up a little bit. Like Django is, it, it gets very romantic. You know, I love the relationship between Jamie Foxx and Kerry Washington. And then Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is is very melancholic and, and you know and in a heartwarming in a way you know the, and but watching his newer movies and then going back and watching Pulp Fiction again I was struck especially in the in the scenes with uh, Vincent and Mia mm-hmm. you know like their discussions and they're they're at the Jackrabbit Slims restaurant she's they they have like a little silence and she's like don't you, you know you don't you just love the silence that means you can met someone. You really connect with when you know you can just shut up right. for five minutes, and so I really I love those little moments. And like after, after he gives her the shot of adrenaline and all that, and they have that little moment. She tells him the joke from right. from, uh, from the the pilot, and you know he blows her the little kiss. It's like I there were that, soft times. Then there were too. soft times even then too. That right. I think just I think he's just gotten better as a filmmaker. But Pulp Fiction is um, it's just iconic and it's just a hell of a movie. Yeah, I have trivia for Aaron. Okay. Aaron, I want you to try for us to name 10 Quentin Tarantino movies. Oh, there's no way I could. Well, there's just, just try. There's those ones, the Roadhouse ones or something. Wheelhouse, the. Grindhouse? Yeah, Grindhouse. Okay. That's, well, one of them is his. Yeah, there's that one. Uh, Which Death one Proof? is his? Is that Death Proof? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one I liked better. Because I've seen both of those. It's like he doesn't have 10 movies. Not that he's directed. No, I meant that he's written. Oh, that he's written or. Okay, oh. okay. Well, yeah. I don't think I know any more than Josh <laughs> has already said. I'm sorry. It's okay. That and the Grindhouse movie. That's all I know. You know the Grindhouse well, movie? You... I mean, other than the ones you've said. Well, I don't it's know. okay. You can name those if you remember them. Um, 
Well, my memory is really bad. <laughs> Once upon a time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. The one you own. Reservoir Dogs. Yes. Mm-hmm. Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that other one you said. There's another one you've watched, you've mentioned on the podcast before, that you really liked. Death Proof? Also has Uma Thurman in it. Oh, the Kill Bills. Mm-hmm. You've seen both of them? Yeah. Oh. Awesome. Yeah, I, I did like those. Look well, at me look, naming things. Have you seen From Dust Till Dawn? No. Well, that's not that be, I know that, of. That's going to be one. <laughs> that would be a good one for you. Not that I know of. Uh, um, he's written, he's been credited as a writer on 29 movies. Oh. I think he's written some, a couple TV episodes yeah. too. Probably. Like, I think it was like a CSI. Well, the Dust Till Dawn um, TV series was him. Oh, I think the, uh, some of those are like he gets credit for creating the characters. Yeah. Oh. Uh, that, oh, that happens yeah, yeah. like if it's if they make like a TV show or a movie or whatever. Yeah. But I haven't seen the show. The movie's great, first one. Yeah. But okay, so my take on Pulp Fiction. Let's do it. Start with the bad. That's right. It's, you're implying <laughs> there's bad in Pulp Fiction. I think the only bad is I felt like at times it was a little slow. That's it. Okay. Um, other than that, I love the storyline. Great cast. Once again, so important. Everybody was just good. The story and the like where you said it was kind of patched together, that makes sense. Yeah. I like a story that has small, I mean, a movie that has small stories that intertwine. Yeah. That I love that. Where they brought it back around, because I didn't see that coming. I mean, but. Like at the end where they're. They're actually in the diner. Oh, yeah. 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 So, like, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. And that was pretty cool because you really reach the end of Vincent's life. Yeah. Like, you see him die, and then they circle back around to all this stuff that happened previously. Yeah, like the... The the end of the movie isn't the the timeline end, right? It's the emotional end. Yep. Where they sail off and you know him and Vin, uh, Vincent and Jules kind of walk off into the sunset, right? Looking awesome in yeah. their in their <laughs> uh, uh, Santa Cruz uh, t shirts and yeah. shorts, <laughs> yeah. Which was given to them by the character played by Quentin Tarantino, Jimmy. That's right. But we no, got a real was... real serious body situation here. <laughs> There was so much good stuff, and I would say probably one of my favorite scenes, the way it was done, was when she does overdose, when Mia overdoses. Oh, yeah. And they're <laughs> – well, okay, the whole the whole part is great. So Just the whole Vincent and, and Mia. Yeah, their, their relationship in the movie, you know, their friendship, whatever it is, is great, but – that whole scene after, okay, she says she's overdosed, and she he takes them to oh uh, Eric Stoltz's house, the the drug dealer. Yeah, yeah. What was his name? He is that pumpkin. He's Lance. So I thought those were the same people. No, that's completely <laughs> different actors. I thought they left. I thought they robbed that, and then they went on to be friends with them, and they were their drug dealer. <laughs> Heavy sigh. Well, I was really tired when I watched. So there's that. Okay, but anyways, <laughs> anyways, so they take him to, John Travolta's character is like, I'm not going to take him to a hospital because that would get questions from the yeah. main boss guy. So he takes him to the drug dealer and he doesn't want him in there. <laughs> he does not want Vincent there. Yeah. So he's arguing with him. All the meanwhile, like she's still overdosing. She's dying. Yeah, she's dying. <laughs> They're having an argument and then they decide, okay, well, 
we'll put her in here. And then he tells his girlfriend or wife, like, I need the shot yeah. of adrenaline. And then he goes looking for a medical book. All this is, once again, she's dying. Yeah. And then they start arguing. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. It was so hilarious. That it, scene was funny. It is. And like, I love that because it's like, it's funny. It's chaotic. It's like suspense. Intense. It's intense. Yeah. It's suspenseful. It's, you there's know? so much in that moment. I, I loved it. I laughed really hard during that. <laughs> but at the same time, like somebody's dying. So it's intense. Yeah. And then when he actually. That's what I was. The, yes. And then it switches to that, which I don't know. I loved the way they did that scene where it was like a close up of the. All um, close up of the needle. Yeah, like and this. then they, and you know, he stabs it into her, and she takes that breath and all that. Yeah. I don't know. Just that scene was really cool. Yeah, it's one of those like heart stopping kind of yeah. moments, you know. Just like, it was just, but it was also so funny. It is. It could have been <laughs> so intense without the funny parts. Yeah, but I don't think it would have fit right. Like you, no, need I mean, because like it would be chaotic because yeah. he, he shows up, he calls him, and he, Lance is like, "Don't, <laughs> don't bring, bring her here. here! Don't bring her here! Prank caller! Prank caller!" <laughs> and, and then he, and the he opens the door he hears a car opens the door and travolta which is a really great one shot he he drives through the lawn and crashes into the house right and and then it's just like you from know, there it gets crazy it just gets crazy and he's arguing with his wife about the why is she here and then the the, the medical book and all that yeah. it's like it's it's a brilliant scene and also like one little thing that's uh, cool that I, well, I was watching this last time. So they have that. That's all done in one shot where the car comes in. Oh, okay. The camera follows Eric Stoltz outside. Mm-hmm. And you see that the car has crashed into the house. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, there's not enough time for them to switch out people. So if like little probably fun fact, I'm assuming this is how they did this. So the car is already is already crashed. In, crashed into it. The car that comes to the yard is a different car and it drives past that car. And so that's how that, they, they do that oh, okay. in one shot. I always find that kind of stuff like, Back, yeah, that's back really, then when it, they couldn't just CG everything out. Right. Especially because this wasn't like a huge budget movie anyway. I like the the little tricks they, they used to to accomplish those kind of shots. Right. Yeah, that's that's neat to know. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's a great scene. It's, it's just a great, funny scene. Yeah. But I think there were, I mean, honestly, I like this movie. Yeah. I might watch it again. I don't watch a lot of movies over and over. But like I said, I think at parts it was just a little slow. Could have also been that I was tired. Who knows? I did not fall asleep. That's good. Um, That's an accomplishment. And I watched it all in one sitting. Wow. So I did enjoy it. But there were there were a lot of good scenes. The scene when he is buying the drugs and oh, then he's Lance's shooting house. up. Yeah. I liked that too. Once again, close up of the needle and, just, and it's just it shows him driving in the cars. Like I forget what the tune is, but it's like don't 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 That was another thing. Soundtrack yeah. so good. Oh yeah, the soundtrack. The music Tarantino, in this is great. Tarantino's impeccable music taste. Like yeah. his, and his soundtracks are always just killer. I everything. will say the opening of the movie, or maybe it was just like the DVD old, like main menu. I don't know what the original song is, but I didn't realize they reused that music in a Black Eyed Peas song. So when it came on, I was like, this doesn't fit timeline for this movie. <laughs> and then I, I realized, know. oh, this isn't the Black Eyed Peas song. Like the main, over the titles in the movie? Mm-hmm. Like that's... The- I think it, that's what it was. Oh. Yeah. Well, if I didn't like the Black Eyed Peas before, I don't like them more now. No. Well, I like them. <laughs> but I could have told you then what yeah. it was, but yeah. right now I can't even think of what it was. Yeah. But. So that was interesting. So, but the music helped make the movie too. Oh, I yeah. Mean, it's, it just... It's, it's just like the coolest soundtrack. Yeah. And... I like how unpredictable. You don't know where this thing's going. Oh, no, not at all. That's you know? why I said, like, the twist at the end is that they're in the 
in the in the restaurant. Yeah, in the Sorry. restaurant, and that had there's no way to know that's going to happen. Do you, yeah. Do you like cold opens like that? What's where that mean? a movie kind of throws you into the middle of yeah the action. So I will you... say sometimes I think it works well. I think it works with this movie. I do like the way it's not in timeline. Yeah, it's not like with this one. But I will say when I turned this one on, I was watching. All of a sudden, they were talking in the diner, mm-hmm. but they were like mid sentence or yeah. mid conversation at least. Yeah, and I had to rewind it because I was like, "Did I? Did I just miss something?" <laughs> so it did catch me off guard at first. But I do like, especially when it's something where you're seeing. This was done in what, like four different stories or something like that. I think. Um, yeah, like four, five, four main something stories. Like that. Yeah. yeah. But when you're getting different stories that then somehow connect, I, I love that. So, and I think the best way for that to be presented is you start in the middle of the story. Yeah. Because if you just do it as a timeline movie, it doesn't work. Yeah. Well, that's so, both movies this week did that. They started I guess out that's of chronological true. order. Like I guess that's Selena. true. Yeah. Selena starts with her once she's big already. And then yeah. like yeah. the same thing, this one. I was thinking if you like those, it made me think of a movie that I think Aaron might like. Have you ever seen Intermission? Mm-mm. That's like an Irish kind of comedy film, and Never heard it of. has one of the I love I love the cold open on it. It's hilarious. Mm. Um, we'll watch it later. Okay. But, I'm it. What do you What do you think the wildest part of uh, Pulp Fiction is? <laughs> the whole movie. Um, <laughs> I I mean I or the part that surprised you the most. Well, I think that would have to be pro- most likely. When Butch and Marcellus get taken. <laughs> Bring out the camp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was, that was, I didn't expect that um, at all. That was interesting. I will say I got really excited when I thought he was going to pick a chainsaw. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, Bruce Willis wielding a chainsaw. <laughs> like that was going to be great. Hey, I love that. Because little... I saw them behind him. Yeah. And then when he did pick it up, I was like, yes. I love that little part where he's going through the store and he's yeah. like, baseball bat, and chainsaw. A hammer. Hammer. It was hammer, baseball bat, chainsaw, and then he sees that katana. katana yeah. <laughs> which instantly made me think of Kill Bill. Yeah. So. I think it might be the same, or the one in Kill Bill is modeled after that. Yeah. Um, that would make sense. That sword. It's um, a little bit of like a callback to, I mean, if you've ever seen Evil Dead. I have There's a part where he's like going and looking. It reminds me of that. Like he's looking for things to use as weapons. Oh, okay. I'm about to get that video game, but... I haven't seen the movie. Like you need to watch the movies. You can play the game. You get all the. No, it's just survival horror. <laughs> You'll like those movies. Yeah, yeah I know, I've I've always thought I would. I just I don't go back and watch movies. That's the thing. But yeah, that scene was hilarious. There's so many good scenes. I mean, even when he kills Vincent, Bruce kills Vincent. Oh yeah. He goes back to his apartment. He's getting his dad's watch, which yeah, is so hilarious was given to him by Christopher Walken. Yeah. I was so glad to see. I like anytime I see him, yeah, I like Chris him. Walken's great. His dad. He had his watch. Yeah. <laughs> and he stored it inside of himself. Like that that I did not expect that. See, that's another wild moment. Like, it was for seven just, years. He had this watch. But then so did Christopher Walken's character for yeah, two yeah, years. Yeah. <laughs> but it's little stuff like that that just made this movie so funny. Yeah. And I could see why it's kind of like a cult classic. It's just a classic. Like oh, it's just a regular classic. Call. It's just, oh, okay. I mean, it was in the, uh, I don't know if it still is, it was in the AFI Top 100 movies okay. of all time. Like it's, 
Yeah, it's definitely good, but there's so many little wild scenes. And going back to, you know, he goes back to get his watch in the apartment and he looks around. He doesn't see anybody. So he's just making some pop tarts. Oh, yeah. Like just chilling out at his apartment. Then he sees a gun and he's like, oh, well, somebody must be in here. Yeah. And you hear the toilet flush and out walks Vincent and he's just standing there and just blows him away. Yeah. He just like, like he grabs, you know, he, yeah. he found that Vincent left his gun laying on the counter. Right. And, and it, I, I like that. Not liked, but I thought it was interesting. And then he's leaving, and he has to stop for somebody to walk across the road, and it's Marcel or it's Marcellus, Marcellus, yeah, yeah. That, which is the main kingpin. Yeah, he's, um, he's that the, Vincent and Jules works for. Yeah, and, and the, the, he hits him. That butches, you know, he was he killed one of their people. Yeah, well, he yeah he was supposed match. to throw a boxing match, and you know, for for Marcellus and stuff. And, yeah. But I and, love the spontaneity of the, the whole movie, but especially Butch's story. Mm-hmm. It's just like you don't expect. He it ends up. Seems course, so random. And it's like, oh, Vincent's on the toilet. So, oh, yeah, he kills Vincent. And yeah. then he runs into Marcellus and runs him over. And then they end up in a pawn shop and then the gimp. And then yeah. it's just like. And, and then <laughs> since he saves him with the katana, he yeah. saves Marcellus. Marcellus is like, we're good. But all the while, not knowing he killed Vincent as well. Yeah. So well, I like true, that yeah. too. Because, and I was thinking about that. I was like, when's that going to come back to bite him? But it doesn't. It does, he, yeah. he leaves. He, yeah. His story. He's like, you he's pretty, have to get out of here now. You know, Butch and is mostly did. self-contained in his little. Yeah. He's in the little bit, you know, at the bar with Marcellus. But his story is kind of the most contained. Yeah. Of all of Because it all crosses over. It does. The, yeah, only people, yeah. the only people he does not cross over with is the diner. He doesn't have a part of the diner. Uh-uh. No. Um, but other than that, I mean, he was doing something for Marcellus, went against him. Yeah. Vincent and, and them are after him. Yeah. So, I mean, he's the one that kills Vincent. So yeah. it's pretty in, intertwined, yeah. I think. And then you don't expect Marvin shot back in the car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the guy <laughs> that then, dies yeah. in the car. And then that like, gets shot in the car. <laughs> yeah. And then I love the <laughs> little scene in the car where... They're cleaning up the car. And oh, yeah. <laughs> Jules is like, I don't know why I'm back here. Why, why am I back here picking up a little piece of brain matter? You need to be back here. You shot the guy. Yeah. <laughs> I also liked when the wolf is there and Vincent is, he's like, go clean. And Vincent's oh, like, yeah, yeah. say please. And he's like, no, I'm here to help you. You do what I say. He's like, it goes into this long thing. I don't like to be told. So he's like, yeah. pretty please, go clean the car. <laughs> It was just uh, funny that he was like, I need a please. Yeah. It's, <laughs> when he's like a gangster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always like little character moments and little little beats like that that yeah. really make the Well, and, and even the character that Quentin Tarantino plays, Jimmy. Jimmy I, mean, yeah. that, it, I mean, his part is funny, too. He's Oh, yeah. He's so worried about his wife finding out. <laughs> he obviously has connection to Jules somehow. Yeah. Um, I and, imagine like they went to high school together. Right, or yeah. Like it's a... Not a gang related yeah, no. relation. And, and he just like, lets him pull this dead body in the car, but he's like, <laughs> I have an hour and a half before my wife gets back. But then even when the wolf asks for blankets, he's like, Here's these blankets, but I really don't want you to use them because they were given as a wedding gift, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. It's just these little funny, quirky moments. Like even when they get when uh when Jules and Vincent are at Jimmy's and they're he's like, Man, some good coffee. He's like, Because I buy the good stuff. Bonnie, she buys that instant crap. <laughs> and like, I thought that was that, funny. 
Because that's like how kind of people will talk. Like, right. like it's you know the little things that make make it more colorful. You know, right? And and uh, when Wolf comes in, yeah. he tells him to make him some coffee. And yeah. there's that moment where he like nods, like, "Oh, this is good." Yeah, and holds the coffee cup up. <laughs> that just brings a full circle Jimmy right knows back to coffee. that. Yeah, <laughs> but. Yeah. I really liked it. I I'm mean, really glad you liked it. That it, makes me really happy. Yeah. The cast alone is so good. Yeah, they're all amazing. And incorporates so many little things like Marilyn Monroe and yeah. all the Rat Pack and things like that as well. And I'm, it's, I'm, there's that little bit of stuff. I'm still amazed that no one is open to Jackrabbit Slim's restaurant. That should yeah. be a thing. That yeah, would be cool. I would be surprised. Yeah. You know. That would be cool. Because it's like, that's what I love kind of about Tarantino's movies is like, they all kind of take place in a fantasy world to a certain, like that that place doesn't, that place is too cool to exist. Yeah. All these people are, there's no gangsters that are that cool, that talk right. like that. And, you know, and it's like in Kill Bill, like she's carrying a katana on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like the katana has a sheath, like in the seat. Like there's a, <laughs> there's a katana sheath built, in. the, in, built into the plane seat. Right. And it's like. That's ridiculous. It doesn't work, but it's awesome. Right. It's cool. And it's, it's like it, you know, his movies, especially like Kill Bill and they're you know, they're very like live action cartoons, like to a certain degree. Like there's they're grounded in an emotional reality, but they're very right. you know, they're very theatrical and very little outlandish. Yeah, a little But outlandish. in a good way. In a yeah, very good yeah. way. It's like Tarantino is like one of those guys like Scorsese or Spielberg or somebody that like you go see him and you're like you know like movie stars and like ah oh, man I'm I'm in good hands it's just like it's a comforting feeling seeing like one of their movies opening day yeah and well I I think going back to the opening of this specific one so you get dropped in the middle of the conversation of the two people sitting there and at first they're just talking about normal stuff and then all of a sudden they're talking about places what would be the best place to rob and then the guy's just like this place <laughs> and they just like hop wallets. up and start robbing like <laughs> you know what, no real wallets there's a lot of wallets in restaurants you know <laughs> stuff like that <laughs> so funny i i mean i think you could just go on and on about good scenes in this movie yeah funny parts and, and like when butch does run over marcellus the scene before he runs over him is so funny it's just because like, he just kind of looks at him. cigarettes and watching yeah. Captain Kangaroo. And then he spots him. He's like. Yeah. And he's just like looking for a second. And, he, and he's like, it. oh, you've got to be kidding yeah. or something like that. It's like a, and the donuts <laughs> go flying. Mar- I love Marcellus's. Like he just stops dead in front of him. Yeah. Because he's like carrying like some donuts and a coffee. Mm-hmm. I love that like the gangster, like Kingpin or whatever. Is the one is, that went to get donuts. <laughs> yeah. so donuts and coffee. Because I'm assuming that he was going back to where Vincent was. was Probably. Because I think I he's in this. It's right as he pulls out of the yeah, yeah. apartment building. So, he, yeah, I thought that oh, was funny, true. too. Like, yeah, because yeah, the... he was going back to the apartment. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I didn't feel even like think that's that. what was happening. Yeah. Um. So I thought it was really funny because, just like you said, like the kingpin <laughs> yeah. went to get the donuts and coffee. <laughs> and Vincent's in the toilet. Right. <laughs> when he does show back up to fix a Pop-Tart and just, take a watch. I just love how he's, like, he's walking and then he just stops and then he turns. Yeah. And it's just like there's great comedic timing. <laughs> oh, it's such a great movie. It is. It was really good. <laughs> like I said, I think I don't know what parts were slow, but it just had this like slow feeling at times that the was butch just like, part can get kind of slow, bit. especially the start it, of it. And it might have been that when he's like riding in the in the cab and I will say, oh, I haven't even brought my notes up that I made. No. I it seems like I remembered them. Yeah, you're surprised. You're doing a good job. Okay. There was one thing else. I will say where it was an older movie, some of the things were not that PC about other cultures. 
There was a couple little What's things. What's a Tarantino movie? Oh, okay. Is that a thing? Mm-hmm. His characters oh, okay. talk very blue. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't know that. Most of them, you know. There was uh, <laughs> something I really found funny. Okay, talking about Butch in the taxi. Mm-hmm. When the lady starts driving, she's barefoot. And I just yeah. thought that was awkward <laughs> and weird. Yeah. I don't know. It was just one of those, like, it was like a one-second shot. Yeah. But it was funny. Tarantino's got to get in that That feet. was funny. He's got to get in that foot shot. Yeah. <laughs> It was just, it was funny. I was though. watching it and I was like, Brad Pitt's acceptance speech for like winning an award. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'd like to thank Tarantino. And I'd like to thank, thank all my co-stars, Margot Robbie's feet, Margaret Crawley's <laughs> feet. Uh, <laughs> and it's just really funny. He's got a little bit of a foot fetish. Yeah. But one thing I do like about that cab thing before we move on. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. I love that it's shot with uh, old process. So... The background is black and white. That's what I was getting ready to yeah. mention. I like that it was back black and white, but I mean, of course, you could tell. Yeah, I mean, it's 100%. obvious he's not trying to hide it. Hitchcock right. used to do that a lot to like remind you this is a movie. Yeah, because he would intercut like a shot of them, like a real shot. Yeah, some of them driving, and then it would be a process shot. Yeah, um, I did. I like that. That was my note. It yeah. was barefoot and, and background. Yeah, I don't know. It it did add something to that scene. Yeah, which I guess. Is good because maybe that was one of the ones that was just kind of slow. Yeah, it just seemed like yeah, it his, was a long taxi ride that we didn't need to go on. Yeah, because his is it's coming after. I think it's kind of it's coming after something. It's it's like this the movie slows down a little bit. Yeah, you know, which I like. Yeah, I like that it slows down. And I like I like that Tarantino like knows he's making a movie and it's not trying to make a documentary. It's just like this is a, just you know sit back and yeah, you know let me take you on a ride. There's going to be some crazy stuff. Yeah. Yeah, great scenes that I really liked. I liked the way they were shot. Like the long uh, um, steady cam shot all around Jackrabbit's limbs. What now? The the, the restaurant. Mm-hmm. When Mia and Vincent. Oh, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. long steady cam shot where it's just taking you all over the, the restaurant. You see James Dean and Marilyn and right. James Manfield. Yeah, and all I like that. that too. Yeah. And that's what I say. It would just. It's like a classic De Palma shot. He, like the De Palma would do like long oh, steady okay. cam shots. He's a huge De Palma fan. It just worked. And the intertwining, like I said before, the intertwining stories and things like that. I like that. I'm really glad you liked it. It makes me feel happy. I mean, honestly, I was really hoping I'd like this one just because it's Bolt Fiction. Like, yeah. I don't know. It is it is what it is. And I was just like. I want to feel like I know, like I'm in with the in crowd and I like this popular movie too. <laughs> no, I just, I, I mean, know, it's, no, it's I so popular for some reason. And yeah, I, I, it seems you. like I shoot down a lot of popular <laughs> movies and I'm sorry that I don't like them. But this one, I liked. I figured you would because it's like, I don't know how someone. It's crazy. Doesn't like. It's just so wild and right. well written and, you know. So. And it circles back to even the, like where I like squid in the well and messed up families and (laughs) well, this is all kinds of messed up life. Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, I mean, it just happens to take place in like drug Lord type setting, but I mean, crazy stuff happens. So like, so what do you think? They never show you. What do you think is in the case? That Benson oh, and Jewel, like you're the, right. the glows gold. They never, they never show, show you that. There's some theories. Okay. But I'm interested to see like what you think it is. Well, the is. first time I saw it, I just assumed maybe it was like gold bars. Yeah. Like money. Yeah. I don't know that I ever thought beyond that. I think it's just kind of like a fun little nugget. I don't yeah. think it's really supposed to be anything. One of the... But it, it's <sighs> kind of an important part. Like that's what I mean, they're that's kind doing. kind of what sets off it's a lot a of the... It's a MacGuffin. 
Yeah. What? So that is, it's a MacGuffin. It's a storytelling device where basically oh. they have a thing that they're doing or they have to do a thing they have to get somewhere. Yeah, carry, you don't know. But you don't know what it is. It's just like, like it's hmm. just something that's meant to be there to kind of drive the story along. That's kind of like yeah. what sets up them. They go there, they do that, they get the case, right. and they get Marvin, then they shoot Marvin, then they <laughs> go to Jimmy's, and they go to the restaurant, you know. Yeah. So there's like a theory I remember reading, which is kind of cool. So you know... When you first see Marsalis, you just see the back of his neck, like when he's talking to Butch. Mm-hmm. And he's got a huge Band-Aid across it. Yeah. And, like, there's a fun theory that what, what's in the suitcase is someone extracted Marcellus Wallace's soul <laughs> and put it in the suitcase. That's why it glows so bright. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, but, I mean, I feel it's like it would cool. fit into a quick Otherwise, why does he have movie? a giant Band-Aid on the back of his neck? Right. That's never explained now, Of course, that's where you'd get it would extract make- the soul from. <laughs> It would make sense that it's connected in some some. I mean, sense. it's got to be something precious to Marcellus. Right, exactly. So, <laughs> I like that one. I want to go with that one because I feel like it's wild and crazy, like the movie. And yeah. it, I mean, it could fit. It makes I mean, sense. Yeah, I mean, the movie's, the movie's it makes not, sense. Not let's, literal. So let's find let's find his soul. That's good. Yeah, because that shot is like so... that you were looking up MacGuffin and it had the briefcase from. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, they have to get the Millennium Falcon to get, yeah. Yeah, and they don't really. Oh, they had like Indiana Jones stuff too. Yeah, it's, it's like the, the artifact. It's basically just to the plot completely. It yeah, doesn't matter what's in the suitcase. It's just. It gets the ball rolling. Get, right. Ball yeah. That's hilarious. I, I did not did not realize I didn't see it. It's, it's a common storytelling trope. Just yeah. like love being a central part of a movie. It's right there. Um, another That's just one, to get all you soft-hearted people to watch movies. Listen, to give you a little bit more, um, another movie trivia thing to watch out for. Mm-hmm. There's another, well, movie play trivia thing. There's a, a concept called a Chekhov's gun. And it's where if they show something on screen, that's a weapon. Or like they'll if they, if they address something in a mm-hmm. movie, it's going to come up. So yeah. there's a play by Anton Chekhov where at one point in the play they reference a gun hanging up over a fireplace. Later in the movie, someone is shot with that gun. And so it's the idea that, like, you see it in horror movies all the time. If they show you an elaborate death trap of some sort, then someone's going to get someone's caught Someone's going to end up in it. <laughs> right. Like it's the like, doggy door in the garage and scream. Yes. They make a point of putting that on camera before she ends up in yeah. it. Right. That's, that's something to watch out for. Oh, but yeah. it can be anything. It doesn't have to be a murder implement. Right. <laughs> but it's the idea that, like, if they point it out, it's going to come up. Yeah. Teaching a character to read. Or if they reference something, you're like, why are they talking about that right now? Yeah. There's a reason they're shooting. Yeah. There's well, that's kind of like it. how I felt when he was looking through the pawn shop for a weapon. Yeah, yeah, and I I saw the chainsaws in the back, and there were like four of them. Yeah. So I felt like it was very obvious that that was going to be the next thing, and it was his next thing. He just then found a katana, <laughs> um, which was hilarious. Yeah, also it makes sense because you can't really sneak up on somebody with a chainsaw. <laughs> well, I didn't even think of that, but yeah, that's very true. <laughs> or or you don't start it until you get behind them, and then it doesn't start. Yeah, and then you're <laughs> dead. Then you just get shot. Yeah. <laughs> That would so be my luck. It'd be out of gas <laughs> or, you know, the chain slips off. Yeah. Something something wild. 
a man has a chainsaw for a hand in the <laughs> Evil Dead movies. I can't believe you haven't seen those. Well, I'm going to. You would love. I'm going to watch yeah, them. I might, get, I, I might get picked. I highly especially recommend, if I enjoy um, the game. The, I mean, the first one's great. It's classic, but it's not the title. Army of Darkness is my favorite one, which I hadn't seen until this year. But I am very upset that they did not name it Medieval Dead. Yeah. That would have been the obvious choice. He goes back into the middle. Is that like the third one? That's the third one, yeah. It's real good. See, look at that. It's a lot of fun. I knew that. I see. I like Evil Dead 2 the most. Still my favorite. Yeah, I definitely want to watch those. Um, You're probably going to. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Don't make me watch it. (laughs) We are doing Halloween. Yeah. I'm just going to start randomly mentioning, mentioning movies that I want to see that I've never seen and just be like, yeah, I've never seen this movie and hope you just pick them. <laughs> um, that way I have to watch them, but it's something I want to watch. Listen, that's time. not what this podcast is about. Sometimes well, it's about torturing you I guys. I feel like sometimes watch. I'm just going to control the narrative of the podcast. It's fine. That's not your job. A little. A little. <laughs> that's my job. Okay. All right. So I guess that brings us to the end of this discussion. And we both like the movies. Yep. So that's a good thing. Like the um, second time it's happened, I think. Yeah, Maybe there third. was another Maybe one. Third. I don't know. I don't know. Third seems like it's pushing it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I guess so we need to choose movies for next time. We're going to be heading into October. Um, yep. Spooky month. Most of yes. us love the month of October and Halloween. Best so. time of year. Yes. 100%. So I think we're going to probably go into some spooky type movies. We are. Okay. Aaron's going to pick random Disney Halloween movies for me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I should totally have you watch a Disney movie. Stop. (laughs) I mean, Hocus Pocus 2 is coming out. Oh, God. I'm just saying. Okay. So what what, what are you inflicting on me next month? Okay. So I'm going to have you watch The Belko Experiment. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's one I meant to see. I just never saw. Right. I don't cool. know. I don't know what it would fall under if it's not horror. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, it's it's a different kind of horror, but I would say, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a horror movie for sure. And yeah. So awesome. that's Belko, the Belko experiment. Okay. And uh, what I'm going to pick for you, Aaron, is my all time favorite horror movie. Oh, man. That it, means it's old. That's. And it's like Toby's favorite. Is it your favorite? Yeah. Scream. One. No, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Scream four. It's one of Toby's favorite oh. horror movies. Okay. It's is it in black and white? No. Okay. It, it's undeniably. It, you can't make like a top ten horror movie without including it. Really, like a I'm, list. I feel like know? I'm really gonna let y'all down. So I'm gonna pick John Carpenter's 1982 film, The Thing. Okay. With Kurt Russell and an awesome cast of dudes stuck in the Arctic <laughs> with awesome an cast al- of dudes. Well, I mean, there's no, there's, it's all dudes. There's oh, no okay. men. There's no women in the. There's no men. There's no men. It's all dudes. It's there's all no dudes. men. <laughs> they're just dudes. They're not men. In <laughs> uh, the uh, yeah, cast, there's no women. It's one of my all-time favorite movies. It's definitely my okay. favorite horror movie. I love it. There's so many fun theories that we can talk about next time. Okay. And uh, I'm really excited. If well, you fall asleep, you have to wake up, yes. rewind it, you, and watch you, it again. I, 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 That's I, I, not allowed on this one. <laughs> you have to watch it all the way. And okay. I know this movie very well. So if you f- are flubbing stuff, I'll be like, did you watch it? <laughs>
Oh, sucked in you. Listen, we know you don't watch some of them. We'll nail you to the wall on this one. That's not that's not true. I watch them all. I just sometimes I fall asleep and I don't find it worth rewatching parts that I'd missed. Anyways. Okay. Um also we also know when I fall asleep it's for not long. So, you know, three minutes at a time here and there. Well, if you fall asleep for three minutes, rewind it. Okay. Go back, okay. Um, okay. We'll see. What watch happens. it with watch it with some friends or something. With a, like, yeah, keep, that'd be good. It'll keep you awake. Yeah. All right. So join us on the next podcast for that. Um, us talking about Belco experiment and the thing. Yeah. And um, also keep an eye out on our Facebook or any other social media for upcoming events at the library. We're back into full programming, so full children's programming, including the teen room, and then full adult programs as well. So definitely keep an eye on our Facebook and our social media for any kind of upcoming events and for every time our podcast is posted. Yep, on the 1st and 15th. That's right. Month. So until next time, I'm Aaron. I'm Josh. And this has been The Real Opposites. Well done. Come on the floor. <laughs> What's that? Oh, it's clapping. <laughs> <laughs>